there's no way that there's any coincidences. When you start to see historically that these herbs have been used successfully to keep people alive, keep people safe from infectious diseases, trust and believe every single one of these articles at the end of them, they always say the same thing, which is we need more and larger human trials. Yeah. So if every single research article has begging everyone to try this and history has shown that this does not have any toxicity so history says it's safe modern medicine says it's probably very effective why isn't anyone moving forward with this greetings and love you beautiful humans our guest this week is danny parat a.k.a. The People's Herbalist, a.k.a. Shadow Band Dan. Danny exited college with a degree in social psychology, but when tragedy struck, his life took a detour and he found himself on a journey into the world of plant and fungal medicine. Today, he is the founder of Parat Beverages and Movers Elixirs, and he's one of the most passionate enthusiasts for herbalism out there today. We talk about the challenges of bringing herbalism to the people, the one plant that really blew Danny's mind, and why crazy is the new bar. Trust me, you're going to want to hear that part. Welcome back to Terrain Theory. Danny Parat, welcome to Terrain Theory. Appreciate you for having me, Ben. It's been great uh, following you, following a little bit of your journey just on social, but to bring you on feels a little bit uh, long overdue. I'm I'm a little bit remorseful that my co-host Mike can't be here, but he is on a much-deserved vacation with his family. Um, so it's just nice. see you and me. That's totally fine. I'm glad he gets some time to relax his terrain and ease his mind with his family and chill you, out for a little bit. You know it. I think we should all do a little more of that, huh? It's essential now more than ever. More than ever. I want to jump right in and talk about your origin story because I was in preparation for this podcast, just doing a little bit of research into you, into your companies. And I always want to know with a person who is exploring what, you know, quotation marks, what might be called alternative medicine, um, what got you in there? And your origin story is right there on one of your, your company's websites. And that is that you lost, uh, two of your best friends lost their fathers to cancer. Right. Do you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's the genesis of me even looking into herbalism in itself. Um, it came from, you know, my best friends losing their fathers to cancer. I figured that there had to be other ways besides the traditional route in order to help people um, recover from abnormal growths and also alleviate the damages from these barbaric traditional routes from chemotherapy to radiation. They're extremely old and outdated. So looking into other ways to do this, looking into plants, um, I found cannabis, I found medicinal mushrooms, and I found adaptogenic herbs um, to be beneficial. And I just was kind of blown away that there was so much scientific articles and so many journals that I can easily reference as a person that's not even in the medical field. So looking into the research and all the data that was already sitting there, I was like, all right, well, let me try to substantiate this in real time. Let me dive deeper into this. And, um, you know, it kind of 
that was the genesis of me jumping into these these plants but it kind of pivoted um realizing that using herbs in the way that i was trying to it goes on a slippery slope of using plants as treatments for diseases and that is a huge no-no in respect to the plants themselves because diseases don't really exist they're just symptoms and categorizations of these symptoms by an outside system um, and that just giving it a title and giving it reality but the basics is the human being and that person's you know response to their environment which really is the, the key here talking about the terrain their terrain and then the terrain that they're actually involved in so um yeah started with cancer uh it moved uh into my actual uh my, i got a degree in social sciences so sociology and psychology and worrying about people's emotional well-being their overall wellness in general was really the key um, and using these plants especially the adaptogenic ones and especially these medicinal mushrooms to start to uh, improve people's stress levels and that's that's what it boils down to for me so uh, bridge this gap for me you you have this experience, this genesis, where you see two friends' fathers suffering from cancer and suffering from the effects of the main, like sort of mainstream treatment, and you decide to explore, uh, you know, herbs and uh, fungal medicine, plant medicine, fungal medicine, and then, and then pursue social sciences. But then what got you into, like, how, how do you go from that to where you are now, which is like a full-blown herbalist with two companies? Like, how, where did you get your education on herbs? How did you pursue that? Yeah, so there was a lot of self-teaching, um, going and listening to a lot of experts in the field. And in fact, one of these experts was on your podcast, William Padilla Brown, um, watching that fantastic fungi movie and following other um, experts in that in in mycology um, in particular was one of my biggest like inspirations but then I had a certification from the herbal Academy International School of Arts herbal arts and sciences which it was a, a very interesting program and a very very um, thorough program to learn from but one of the good things is uh, I got into this already knowing most of the information. So I didn't really learn much new things, but I did get a certification, which um, gave me the validity to actually move into the the business of selling products and selling herbs. And I found um, going into that uh, arena, there was a big halt. And I like to do things the old fashioned way as trial and error. Um, I know a lot of businesses have failed doing this, doing a lot of different um, trials and experimentations instead of diving right into, you know, a big marketing campaign and a big sales campaign. But I really wanted to see how these plants worked with people. So I was doing case studies after case studies out of my own pocket, losing a lot of money, but actually gaining a lot of valuable real time knowledge and information based on not what I was reading, not what somebody was telling me, but what I was actually seeing with real people using things in real time. Um, 
And that would that's what gave me the confidence to just, all right, I'm jumping right off two feet, diving totally deep into the herbal uh, arena and how we can get these plants out to people. Um, and another thing that I noticed in this journey was giving the people that need these herbs the most usually are entrained in the standard American diet, the sad diet. You know, their taste buds have been hijacked for a lack of uh, a better term, and they will not be consistent with using these beautiful and amazing plant medicines because they don't taste that well. They don't, they have a bitterness, even though bitter is extremely important for our digestive system and our gut health and all kinds of other things. The people that need it the most are just, they totally repel it. So I had to get creative in how I was going to uh, get these herbs into people's system. So I started to formulate different juice blends and teas and all kinds of uh, delicious ways that people can consume these herbs. Sneak it in there. Yeah. Trojan horse it right Trojan, in there. <laughs> Trojan horse it. I love it. <laughs> so let's move into that. Let's talk about those. Your two, you have two companies right now, right? Uh, beverage company and then Movers Elixirs. Is that correct? correct? Uh, Parat Food and Beverage Corporation. Uh-huh. Um, that's kind of like the umbrella okay. uh, foundation. Um, and then the Movers Elixirs was the bread and butter and where I started. And the Movers Elixirs is where we have mo- a full liquid multivitamin, which actually has the herbs inside of them with fruit juices and teas. Okay. And uh, also working on sauces as well. So to in uh, get these in the drinks and then also into your toppings for your food. So I'm on the tacos. Yes, yes, yes. So um, tell me a little bit about how you extract those properties from the herbs to get them into your elixirs, into your beverages. Right. So that is actually one of the biggest um, and most important things for people to understand is not all herbs are created equal and not all herb extracts will have the same effects. Um, We have the liquid extracts or the aqueous or just water. Like you can just make a tea out of it, get a whole bunch of herbs, let's say a half a pound of herbs and just uh, soak it in tea. There's one way that's valuable, but it doesn't have all the active constituents as if you were to do it through um, alcohol extraction as well, which is called the dual extract. When you have water, and the alcohol extract to get all the active constituents out, which has the most medicinal value, which the most bang for your buck. And that's what you're typically getting in like a tincture. That's and that's what you get. Alcohol yeah. extract, yeah. Exactly. Let's flash back to when you are diving into plant medicine, fungal medicine at the very beginning. Was there one, like one plant, one herb, one mushroom sort of discovery that blew your mind? And you were like, okay, now I'm all in. Um, you know what? It's happened multiple times. I can I don't know how I can be more all in, but it, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say the first one was probably chaga, um, chaga mushroom. Just yeah. the unknown unknowns on how it grows, and the even now, it, I mean, we've known about this 
this medicinal mushroom for thousands of years and no one knows it. Is it a parasitic mushroom? Is it helping the forest in any way? How, why can't we really cultivate it? I mean, it's just, there's so many questions behind it. And then the fact that it has uh, melanin, like it has the highest concentration of melanin in any substance in this world uh, makes it very, very special. And melanin has a lot of medicinal known properties, but also some of these esoteric properties um, for the pineal gland and just for our spiritual body as well. Talk a little bit more about that. Like what, what are some other benefits of, of chaga? And I'll, because I can walk out, I'm in Vermont and I can walk out into the woods and I can go find chaga growth. Like it, it's, it grows fairly readily in, in the woods in Vermont and the forest in Vermont. I don't think, I think there are, there's a, there's a small percentage of people who know that and might go out and do it. But I think most people are walking around not knowing that they are passing this incredible growth that they could harvest themselves, bring home and just be, you know, improving their own health on their own without having to go to a CVS store or something. Let's, I want to hear a little bit more about, about Chaga. Yeah, that's, I mean, that point you just made was one of the best kept secrets. I think you can literally walk into the woods and I, you know, that in itself, walking into the woods is therapeutic on all kinds of levels. But just to think that you can walk by something and and I do this all the time when I'm walking in the woods, like, Oh man, there's some turkey tail. Oh, this is Chaga. Like that, those are, pieces of nature that if you can take down and use, it can replace half the medications on the market. It's wild. Like that point alone is 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 really mind blowing. Yeah. Um, because most people just don't know it. But um onto the chaga itself. I I, I love that thing. Uh, it's one of the ones that I use every day and I use it in different blends because you really can't go wrong with its effects on your stress levels. You got the the HPA axis, hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal gland axis. It helps ease that response. So even if you are, I mean, there's no way you can avoid stress, but if your body can withstand that stressor in a much more even-keeled way without throwing the other hormones or other body systems out of whack, then you're winning in life. Um, so it had that's one, that's only one aspect, the stress relieving aspect. Then it has the immune enhancement aspect and increasing the natural killer cells in your body to stop viral infections, which can also stop the formation of cancers. Um, Those physiological aspects are incredible on their own as well. You know, then you got the, the esoteric and the, the, the spiritual aspect of you can use these medicinal mushrooms to come into a place of Pure balance. Mm. Um, Homeostasis. Yes, that's homeostasis is key. And it's it's something that um, I think gets left in the background too often, at least in in the way that I'm doing business and speaking to a lot of my clients. um, You know, everyone's looking for the physical aspects. How can this improve my immune system? How can this make me feel better uh, physically and not uh, respecting the fact that that stuff is happening physically, but you're feeling better because of the spiritual groundedness. So it's tempting. It's tempting to look at something like chaga and go, "Wow, what what a miracle! This miracle growth, this miracle mushroom. What a coincidence that it grows out here in the forest and is so readily accessible to us, and it has this wonderful uh, healing effect on the human body. What a miracle! What a coincidence!" 
And yet you, you know this better than anyone because you are now working in plant medicine that it's not just limited to chaga, that our entire world is filled with plants and herbs and mushrooms that have very specific, some of them multiple health benefits on the human. How, you know, there, there, there is a theory of evolution that would say that all of this is sort of, you know, it's all kind of coincidence that you have a random mutation that it gets selected for by nature. But then there's this piece that it's like, how, how could this all, you know, how could this all just be coincidence that these things exist and can benefit us. I mean, do you do you come back? Do you explore that aspect to this at all? There's no way that there's any coincidences. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's when you start to see historically that these herbs have been used successfully to keep people alive, keep people safe from infectious diseases, and then you start to see the historical context. Then you start to see the the Western medical basic sciences that, and and trust and believe, every single one of these articles, at the end of them, they always say the same thing, which is, we need more and larger human trials. So if every single research article has begging everyone to try this, and history has shown that this does not have any toxicity, so history says it's safe, Modern medicine says it's probably very effective. Why isn't anyone moving forward with this? Uh, that's that's the question. I mean, the you know, we pretty much know the answer, right? <laughs> Actually, we're so we're on to what I wanted to bring up, and I think that this ties into something that that leapt out at me, and that this is a recent post that you put up on social, and I'm just going to read it out loud. The, the the writing on this picture, this beautiful picture of some mushrooms that are glowing, sparkling. People think I'm crazy for saying that herbs can keep people from dying from infections. They'll really think I'm crazy when I tell them adaptogenic mushrooms can beat radiation poisoning, and they'll know I'm crazy when I tell them psilocybin can cure fear. Crazy is now the bar. I, that then that just sort of blew me away, and I wanted to know like something a post like this does not just come out of nowhere. Crazy is the new bar. And I I have to know what and you're you're, you're I think you're alluding to it. Like what is this opposition that you are up against that compels you to write crazy is the new bar? I mean, when we're living in a time, at least a two-year period in this time where it seems like common sense has fled. It has left us. Um, and people are in a state of fear and panic, which in itself is essentially a, a, a state of crazed. Yeah. You're in a crazed state. Um, and it's now normal, right? And, and which is kind of inverse. It's because normal is crazy at this point. Yeah. You know, you're hearing things that don't make any sense. You're just blindly complying with things that clearly are not in alignment with what is in reality is happening. And the majority of people have just accepted this, which has turned normal into crazy. So now, since crazy is normal, you have to be crazy in order to be normal. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it really blows my mind, you know, to think of how many smart individuals 
you know, well-read and researched and even experienced individuals in the health field and even in holistic health, um, they're are abiding by these, they're not laws, they are just basic suggestions that don't match up with everything that they have been taught already. It's like, why are you taking a complete brand new knowledge and changing every every baseline of knowledge that you've ever had? Um, we know it's clear that using immune enhancing herbs, whether they be roots or leaves or barks or medicinal mushrooms, they help your body. And that's not being considered. And in fact, has even been... Um, demonized on, 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 on television, on radio. I've seen it. it it's, I, it blows my mind to think like, oh, I can't even watch mainstream media anymore without cringing. And even if I go visit family members, dad, aunts, they got this, the TV on with the same stations on. And I'm like, yo, I got to get out of here for my own mental sanity, you know, because this is not in alignment with reality here. And you've, it's, it's brainwashing to the highest degree. It's psychological manipulation. That's where, that's where my studies came from. Like I learned how the mind works and how society can impact individuals' behavior and thinking. And I'm watching these textbook techniques being perpetrated on the entire society. And everyone's buying it hook, line, and sinker. And for me calling it out, they're calling me crazy. I'm not crazy for telling you about scientific uh, laws that you really just don't even have any idea of as being a human because these social sciences, they hit the back of your mind. They, they work outside of your normal conscious mind, which is makes them effective, right? There's marketing techniques and these, these trips that we can't consciously control, um, which is why we have to totally break out of it and act a little crazy in respect to how everyone else is, is navigating the world right now. It, there's so many layers. There's so many layers to that onion. And the first one first of all so much of what you just said resonates because i've been in those exact shoes you know visiting family visiting friends and that tv is on blasting you know whatever it is cnn and i think part of my journey into what is now terrain theory and like trying to pursue optimum health and wellness part of my journey a big moment in my journey happened years ago when i cut cable from my life and it was when things were transitioning already from like, you know, you have a cable box to, okay, everything's now streaming and over the internet. And I I don't know what it was. It was like, I don't need this anymore. And I became very aware of the feelings I would have watching the news that I would walk, I would be afraid. Not only would I feel that fear and that anxiety and stress over some story that's happening either across the country or some distant, and it's like, that's not okay. I don't need that. Number one, it was the fear. And then also starting to sense like an almost addictive quality to it that if I shut it off, I would no longer be informed. And so I need to keep it on so that I'm staying current on whatever the breaking news story is. Yeah. And that first step of cutting it 
and removing it's it's a toxin. Let's just talk about that. Like terrain theory is about you you not only need to put in good things into your body, you need to remove the toxins. And I looked at that and it reframed my mind around that's a toxin, that's a poison, mm-hmm. and I'm going to remove it from my mind. And that that's that first onion peeling back and how do we get people aware better aware that that's not new like Mark Twain said, it was Mark Twain if you don't read the news, you're uninformed. If you read the news, you're misinformed. Mm. We, you've got to take that first step to cut it because your life is only going to improve. You're not going to be missing out on you know, being up to date on the things you need to be up to date on. You are going to be removing a poison, a toxin, a stressor, a source of constant and persistent fear from your life, and you're going to be better off for it. That's, that's, that, that's that like first step. And then the next piece to that is not just that you're being blasted with the fear and the stress, but there's speci- like you said, there's specific messaging that's happening that's directing you a certain way. And you're, we begin to outsource our critical thinking to these talking heads, whether they are journalists or they bring on a scientist or they bring on a doctor. And now whatever they say, we've outsourced our critical thinking or we've just put what I'm going to call blind faith or trust in these people that because they occupy these roles on these screens, we think that everything they say is, is uh, gospel, gospel truth. Right. And that's a dangerous thing for an individual and for society as a whole to be in. That's a dangerous place to be in. It really is. It's the most dangerous, I think, because you're no longer in control over your thoughts and your patterns and your behavior. You know, your, your consciousness has been hijacked. They're making you stay in a certain level of thought pattern, which does not in any way benefit your healing. And that's that's really the key here. We're looking at all of the people in a mindset that doesn't improve their health and only degrades their overall health because, you know, every single day your body is destroying cells, creating cells, and repairing itself. If you are in the lowest state, your repair yeah. systems are not repairing appropriately. Yeah. Thus, you're way open to every susceptibility, every sickness, everything can 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 hurt you at this point because you're not in a in a good place to keep your terrain in a high level. Right. Which is essentially why I love throwing these herbs in there. I feel like it, you know, you got you it, it's a it's a prerequisite at this point in order to keep your sanity and to keep your health at this at its highest level to make sure that you're doing something to offset that. And it's hard to evade it, you know, even even though we're turning the TVs off, like you said, we're going to visit family members. And at the same time, you know, we are individuals, but our loved ones are just as much a part of our life and yeah. our health as we are, you know? So if we're watching people that we love very much, go down that road and fall into that trap and watch their health decline, it impacts us and impacts our health at the same time. So there's um there's a big opportunity here, you know, to make sure that people are understanding this. And everyone, like this is a, another key, is free will. You know, yeah. I, I don't ever want to trample on anyone's purpose for incarnating on this, you know, in this realm at this time. Yeah. Um, but still we have a role to play in sharing the reality and trying to at least 
reach out, put a hand out for them to grab onto or shoo away. Um, if if you want to live the life, you can live that life, but let's let's make sure that you have the information necessary for you to choose that life that you're living versus you didn't think that you had any other options. Well, that's what you're you know you're touching upon an important piece to this is, and that is what are the other options? So we look through the lens of the last two years. Um, and we've been told, you know, we've been told you don't have options. I mean, this is what, this is what got so many doctors censored, uh, and, and whatever deplatformed and they lose their license. And is that they're saying there's no way that we can go into a situation and be told you, there aren't any options for like early treatment or, you know, and, and you have to wait for this this experimental drug to come out and that's going to save, that's going to save everybody. That that's, that's not how, number one, the discourse got shut down. The scientific method seemed to get shut down. Just the, the, what, you know, science is discourse, science is challenge, science is all these things. So that essentially what happened was we were told to follow science, but it was the opposite of science. Science doesn't follow science. Science challenges science. Exactly. Everything got turned on its head. And what you're talking about, I think is a, is a difficult, I found this to be a difficult first step to take. And that is when you see anyone challenging the narrative, let's call it, you know, this story that anyone challenging it gets shut down, disparaged, um, belittled, shamed, uh, and then sort of segregated, you lose your voice. You, right. you don't want to get, you don't want to be othered. That's, a, that's, you, you, you know, you, you study psychology and sociology and human nature. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be othered. We want to feel part of the tribe. And so when you're made to feel othered simply for raising your voice, like, Hey, can you, can we just look at this other option? You lose your voice. You're like, it's maybe it's better to just stay silent and be quiet and just let that person take their path. And what you're speaking about is the moral imperative, the spiritual imperative of looking at a family member, a loved one who clearly has not been exposed to another option um, and just say, Hey, have you considered like, Hey, can I just show you this other thing? Do you want, can we have a discussion about even in the risk of them turning on you the way that, you know, mainstream, whatever has turned on those, those doctors and those scientists, like at the risk of being othered by a loved one or a friend or labeled by that loved one or friend, that's an act of courage. It is. It really is. And it takes, it takes a lot to, to do that. And I'm, I'm not, I've actually been a victim of this censorship, right? I was talking about uh, last year, talking about the nonsense that's going on and solutions that we can enact. And I was talking about the case studies that I was doing real time, um, watching people, uh, at least in the heart of it, because I'm right out. I was in New York at the time when this all hit. Um, so I just started creating hypothesis and using the scientific method legitimately. And I was recording this. So I'm doing, uh, IG lives and recording myself, just talking about these ideas because there was no solutions. There was no one knew anything. So I'm like, well, if we have a novel viral infection, then it probably would be beneficial just as a hypothesis to enhance our natural killer cells 
with some medicinal antiviral herbs like astragalus, like reishi, like chaga. Um, maybe this will be beneficial, especially we're talking about catastrophic lung failure and, and people getting hypoxic. Well, why don't we try potentially using a herb like cordyceps, which is in incredibly efficient to help lung function. Yeah. I mean, maybe this could be, and I'm just, this is all speculative at the time. Um, and I'm putting it out there and I'm talking about this stuff and, uh, talking to other doctors and being involved with freedom groups. I got deleted and I, I didn't even talk about, you know, any of the shot stuff at this point, it was yeah. just, you know, solutions. So if I was deleted for talking about solutions to a problem, that let me know like, well, there's some really sticky ground that we're, that we're trudging in right now. And we got to get creative on how we're going to get this information out there. And one of the biggest things was as an individual, I knew that there was only so many people I could reach. So trying to replicate the scientific method or building of the knowledge base for these herbal sciences. And it's nothing new. And that's one thing I always try to make very clear. It's, this is nothing I created. This is yeah. nothing that is new. This is something that we all forgot. And this is just a reminder. Like we got to come back to the plants to fix the, the planet, to fix this world, because they've been here before we started mucking things up and they will be here to walk us through the solutions and they are actually part of the solution, a huge part of the solution. So finding our balance within, you know, earth with, with nature is paramount um, for us to move forward in every aspect. The, I've heard it called the great forgetting and then heard it called the great remembering you know, these are the things that we need to do and we need to remember what you speak to is essentially ancient wisdom. You know, these, these herbs have been used for time untold and now they, it is, it is like the highest form of insult. It, it's this disparaging comment that you see, like when a person says, I'm not going to take this path that everyone else is taking to address this thing. I'm I'm going to go somewhere else. And they say, "Yeah, okay, you just, you know, you studied something on Facebook and you're going to take some herbs." That's a disparaging comment. Like so and so so anti-science that, you know, this person just like they think that they're a Facebook scientist and they're going to throw some herbs at it. And I look at that and go, "That's yeah, hell yeah. That's <laughs> the best thing you could do. That's not an insult. That but that person is so removed." That is so far removed. And that comes back to that question about, you know, crazy is the new bar. And like, what are these, what are these forces that you're up against? And you look at what is it's like 200 years, maybe, you know, modern, modern medicine, maybe like, uh, right, I think it's a hundred. Yeah. It's, it's like a hundred. I mean, the AMA, the AMA was created in like the mid 1800s cancer Institute was like early 1900s, you know, Rockefeller stepping in and the the almost demonization of what is now called alternative medicine, like homeopathy, naturopaths, like that was mainstream up until maybe the early 1900s. So we're not talking about that long ago. The things that you're doing and encouraging people to put in their body was probably way more widespread. But what's happened is we've been told that that was pre, you know, civilization, that that was like dark ages medicine, that, 
we're much we're much better off now taking the pill. We're much better off taking the prescription. And that's and it's, man, it's that, so wrong. It's like it's like trying to take down Babylon. Right. I mean, genuinely, it is you're taking down a machine. It's ingrained into society. And I mean, the effectiveness, right? We got it, we gotta gotta show some respect to the evil genius of this of this entire syndicate, right? Yeah. Because they have convinced the world that they have helped. In all reality, they are arguably the number one, but statistically the third leading cause of death is in this country and probably the world. So medical if, error. They, yeah, yeah, medical error, iatrogenic death. Yep. Right. You're dying. And we're not even considering overdoses here. We're talking about you're dying because your doctor prescribed you a drug and the side effect said death and you took it and you died. And this is the third leading reason for people to die in this country. That alone, the fact that you have full faith in a system that is the lead, the third leading cause of death, it that's how you know we're in a crazy land. Like this, you have full trust, blind faith is what you said, because that's what it, it, in my opinion, in my perspective, it's turned into a religion, a religion of healthcare. Yeah. You believe your doctor like your pastor. You believe your, 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 your Dr. Fauci like he's the Pope. And you have this faith in this system that is clearly detrimental to all the statistical health that we've, that we've had. I think now is the first time in human history where our expected life, uh, our life expectancy is going downwards. So we're, we're all of our faith and all of our, our eggs are in a losing basket. Like, how do you, like, that's how I know this is a crazy time. And we have to act outside of what is normal because normal is full on crazy. Yeah. You can't trust this. You can't give your faith into this. Imagine if you went and you got a, uh, a landscaper, right? And he's doing your lawn for 20 years and all your flowers die <laughs> and your grass is patchy. It's like, oh, well, he is the landscaper. He, he, look at his trucks. Look at his machinery. Look at all the, he's, he pays, we pay him an inordinate amount of money. So we must trust him. He's the expert. Yeah. It's like, yo, but look at your lawn, man. Look at your lawn. Everything is ruined. Everything is dying and it's not getting better. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of that movie, uh, Idiocracy. Did you, did you ever seen oh, that yeah. movie? Oh yeah, Gate, oh, throwing Gatorade on the on yes. the crops. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing with all these medications, and not even thinking to go back to the simple solution. Yeah, you find herbalism under attack. Um, I do, but not as bad as I can see it. Right, okay. as I can foresee it coming. Um, okay. yes. Definitely, there is a, a effort, concerted effort to uh, diminish the validity for herbalism. Um, there's all, and, and I'm saying herbalism as in full extracts, whole plants, not you know the nutraceutical extract for one molecule, because that's in itself is kind of a different category. Okay, um, and they're under attack for sure. Right, the nutraceutical is under attack, but I think the full extract. Um, herbs, they are still safe and we want to prepare, we want to make sure that we keep them safe. And that is another one of my pillars in, in, in my life at this point. I know uh, my goal is to battle the misinformation that's being put out by 
the medical professions. Like you go on uh, sloanketterling.com, right? You can type in chaga mushroom and it will pop right up and talk about how chaga has potential benefits for treating, curing, adjunct therapies um, with, you know, obviously they're the way that they consider the malignancies and how they handle uh, cancer. But in itself, they are putting chaga as if you're supposed to use this one time like a medication to get over your sickness. But chaga is, is a food. You don't use food like drugs. Yeah. So that's one thing that there I think that we can we can get into some muddy waters if we do not um take control over our sacred human plant connection. You know, we have to keep that separate from the pharmaceutical industry. Well, you look at many of the the pharmaceutical drugs and how many of them were are derived from plant medicine or sort of like a bastardized version of something that they discovered and right. that originally was in a in a plant you look at our food industry um and the franken food that we're told you know is safe to eat like 90% of what you see in the grocery store so it stands to reason i mean it does feel when you start to to do more digging into like food industry drug industry it does feel that the organic foods like the seeds the non-gmo seeds themselves the access to nature itself is sort of being pulled away from us and controlled and and twisted that is there going to be a point where we just can no longer find these herbs anywhere because it's been totally controlled or maybe they're all been genetically modified and no longer have the same medicinal properties and in fact might do the opposite and start to harm us. Yes. And then if if a person wanted to get involved in making sure that this subset like herbalism access to herbs was protected even from like a legal standpoint are you aware are you involved in any organizations that do that? Well, uh this is kind of a secret organization, actually. Um, and the the creator, or I would say the mastermind, he likes to remain anonymous, which is really interesting. And um, he knows tons of like the SEO and website things. So he's on the, I guess, the front lines of battling misinformation on the internet, um, and and specifically from the big organizations like Sloan Ketterling, um, like any cancer institute in in all reality, and even some of the holistic doctors that are talking about using herbs like drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, He's trying to make sure that that is adequately addressed, right? Because there's there's semantics here that we got to be careful of so we don't fall into that trap where, oh, you guys are using this medicinal mushroom here to treat so-and-so-and-so. All right, we're going to slap you on the wrist and we're going to put more uh, legal mm. stipulations on that plant because it can potentially be used to, I mean, how they look at it, uh, cut profits of their drugs, right? Um, so that's one of the things, uh, yeah, my, a friend of mine who is, he has this campaign. Um, he's working with a lot of other people that is combating the misinformation um, from all fronts, even, you know, even the holistic, even the people that are doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. You know, the, the 
thoughts and the the education that they've gone through with you know through the allopathic system um gives them a a, a great understanding of health but not such a great understanding of the value of plants and 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 what they mean to the planet and then you know the secondary and the tertiary uh effects of you know using a drug uh, using a plant like a drug and how that's going to affect us in the future yeah the sort of ripple effect and maybe like the legal ramifications of it right because the industry's all powerful exactly they are all powerful on uh on one of your websites you talk about and this is i think on your about or mission statement page you talk about beaches five key concepts of healing yes can you uh, that, i think it's the first time i've ever been exposed to this can you can you talk me through that you know this this was a post that and i honestly i posted that um basically cuz that was the first time i've ever heard it either Beaches, uh, five steps to healing, which was really, really interesting. But it goes uh, based on looking at our planet and it kind of looks at the individuals as individuals and not using these plants uh, essentially um, for the med- for medicine. You know, you use minerals, you use herbs, you use them separately to address your overall well-being and your diet. Um, but you got to make sure that we do not use these as you know you're trying to stop a disease you're using this to increase the value of your internal terrain and how you're able to deal in the world uh and and heal appropriately the last one well i'm gonna read all five if that's okay it's the last one especially that stands out to me the first one all techniques should be carefully examined and only those that prove empirically effective should be employed that makes perfect sense to me. Simple. All medicines should be tested in a clinical setting for efficacy. That's scientific method. Simple. Any technique that proves to endanger life should be rejected. And that's the key right there. Let's that just is let the, that linger the number for a one. Yeah. Let's let it sit. They should be rejected if they hurt you, if they damage you, if they can kill you. They should not be accepted into your mainstream reality. Let alone mandated. Let alone mandated. (laughs) Medicine should come from plants, not from minerals. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, which I really love, medicine should always work with nature, never against it. It should take advantage of the body's natural healing abilities. And that is the major key. Man, that, that right there, that last line requires an almost paradigm shift for most people to understand i mean the one of the truisms that now i've accepted on this journey around terrain theory is that the body's natural state is health that the body is always healing itself and you've got to get out of the way or as i think what you're trying to do with certain herbs is just facilitate the body's natural healing response at all times at all times and that's to put that trust. If you're going to put faith in anything in this world, put faith in your body, put faith in your body's design that it is always striving for maximum health. And that, man, oof, yes. it changes the way you live. It changes the way you look at everything. It really does. And it also empowers your, your mind to do a lot more, yeah. which is another, I think a big issue that is not emphasized or highlighted is 
our brain, our ability, our mind, the placebo effect. Mm. We we hear this. We even they even talk about it in the scientific literature where you have to beat the placebo. So <laughs> I just just say this out loud. Science has to prove that it is more powerful than your mind's ability to heal. So so just you got to a drug has to be more powerful than your mind and oftentimes it's not. So the drug will not beat the placebo because your brain is more powerful than the drug nine times out of 10, which is in itself, it should let you know, well, why don't they explore how we can potentially stimulate the placebo? Like, wouldn't you think that should be an option? That should be an approach. If your body is clinic, like proven historically to be able to heal itself from any and everything, how do how about we just focus on how we can help our mind do that better versus trying to uh, look looking at the mind as like oh well this is some type of obstacle that our drug needs to beat like no we got to work with it um work with that and stimulate that in, innate ability for us to heal yeah well it's not very profitable though is it oh no <laughs> <laughs> um that, that reminds me of uh what is it the biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton talking yes. about he talks about the placebo effect. There was a study done. It was actually a sort of mistaken study. The guy was doing looking at um, patients with chronic knee pain uh, that was mm-hmm. so bad it was like preventing them from walking, running, jumping. And he split them up into three groups. And the first two groups, he performed two different types of treatments on the knee to try, try to address this inflammation and pain. And the third group was the placebo group. But he went so far as to get the placebo group and sort of sedate them, make it even do like sutures and a cut on their knee. So when they came out of surgery, surgery, they looked at their knee and they're like, all right, I had a procedure. And then he followed them for like the next month or two. And that placebo group showed the same rate of improvement in their ability to function, walk, run, jump, their knee health, as the other two uh, surgical groups. Just like that. Just their mind healed their knee, healed their physical ailment. And you're absolutely correct. Imagine if the billions that go into studying the next drug went into studying, how can we all just access our mind's own you know, ability to heal ourselves? Like, What would this world look like? And uh, they would never do that. But this is actually one of the latent, I guess, social scientific explorations I've been doing throughout this entire time. You know, I've been doing a lot of research to substantiate the physical effects. You can use the herb to enhance the immune cells, improve your white blood cell count, right? You will have somebody that goes to the doctor, says white blood cells are low take a herb for a couple of weeks, go back to the doctor. Oh, now my white blood cell count is good, right? We'll have somebody with, oh, I have a abnormal growth in the brain. Take this, for, take these medicinal mushrooms for a couple of months, go back, get your scans. Oh, that abnormal growth in the brain has shrunk. Yeah. So these are things that, you know, we've monitored with the plants, you know, but then you have this aspect of, well, did the plants stimulate your mind to heal or did the mind, did the plants do the help your body do the healing mm. and it is is a slippery slope and this is one of those things that still to this day I cannot put my finger on is it the is it the ability of the medicinal or adaptogenic functional uh, herbs 
to reduce your stress and allow your mind to work mm-hmm. better with that placebo effect? Yeah. Or is it just the medicinal compounds stimulating the immune system to help you alleviate that issue? Or is it a combination of both? Which I think is a combination of both, yeah. but I can only substantiate one, which is, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy conundrum, but it's something that's definitely worth more exploration because the mind is obviously the seed of everything. That's that. I think there's no greater mystery worth pursuing right there. Yeah. Danny, what is the one thing you would recommend a person do to improve their terrain? Um, well, outside of consuming herbs on a daily basis, mm. right? Um, getting outside in the sun, walking and being in nature, being around herbs and consuming herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's absolutely essential, I think. Uh, but also being around people that you love and that love you. And making sure the energies and the emotions and all the things that are surrounding you are going to have a beneficial effect. You don't want to put yourself in situations where you're diminishing your energy and giving it all away to others. And I know at least I would assume that a lot of people listening to this podcast have uh, an empathetic bone in their body, right? Um, Don't let that empathetic bone be your detriment. Make sure that you protect your energy at all costs, Um, even if that means separating yourself from the television or from somebody that has negative feelings. Even if you love them, sometimes you need that space. But um, protecting your energy, being in nature, consuming your herbs, obviously hydration and, you know, the the things that you put in are are key. Um, But, yeah, I think focusing on that that energetic and emotional balance is, is, is everything. That's great wisdom. Danny, where can people find you and follow your work? All right. Um, the People's Herbalists, uh, you can find me on IG. Um, re- uh, rebrand of my website, which will be thepeoplesherbalist.com. Um, but now you guys can find me at paratbeverages.com. And yeah, find me on my web stores and I can have, I can set up consultations with you. You can do a lot of things. Danny Parat, thank you so much for taking your time, joining us on Terrain Theory, and thank you for the work that you're doing for the world, for the species. We appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me, man. Our guest this week was Danny Parat. You can find Danny on Instagram at The People's Herbalist, or check out his websites, paratbeverages.com and moverselixers.com. Terrain Theory is hosted by Ben Hardy, that's me, and Mike Miranda, who was away this week with his family on a much-deserved vacation. Don't worry, Mikey fans, he'll be back in short order. None of what you hear on this podcast should be taken as medical advice, as we are not licensed medical professionals. At the same time, if you are outsourcing all of your critical thinking and research to a person in a white coat or the talking heads on the TV, it might be time for some silence and reflection. You can learn more about us at terraintheory.net website launching soon. And if you have a terrain transformation story that you want to share, send an email to ben at terraintheory.net. Remember, you are light, you are love, and you are your primary healthcare provider.